gear up as Cass Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. And today we're going to be talking short form video on TikTok, YouTube, and just how it has risen in popularity, how you can take advantage of it. I've got Jeff Dolan. He's with Wave. They are a company that specializes in this type of video for podcasters. Yeah. And it is, you know, he's an, a subject matter expert when it comes to this type of video. Jeff, it's great to have you on. You know, tell us a bit about your uh, you know, about Wave. Thanks, Cash. Great to be on. Yeah, so Wave helps podcasters and audio creators to turn their audio into video without editing for social media influence and growth. So we're right in the, the midst of what the topic is today and what we're talking about. And it's exciting. I mean, there's a lot of changes happening, as you know, in the industry. And so what we are offering is the simplest, easiest way to get on video for people that don't want to mess with video. Well, that's great. You know, like your platform is, you know, totally about what, you know, our subject is going to be today. You know, short form video um, is kind of a, a more recent phenomenon, you know, like it's in the last couple of years and stuff, TikTok really brought it about, you know, and, you know, as consumers of content, you know, video is always way more engaging, but now we're talking, you know, videos that, you know, last 10 seconds, 60, you know, up to like 60 seconds, the sweet spot's probably 20 or 30 or something like that. And of course, TikTok and then Instagram, you know, has followed suit. YouTube's doing it, you know, and they're, they're like really addictive. So how did this kind of stuff come about? Yeah, I think it's just the, grasp before dopamine hits, right? It, it's the <laughs> optimization of attention that's happening, right? Where you have these big platforms have so much data on the attention graph that they know exactly how to capture your attention and hold it for as long as possible to get those uh, that watch time up. And so as you get these algorithms that can just put in front of you everything that they know will hit those dopamine receptors. The attention spans are getting shorter. You want the mm -hmm. next hit. So the second, the thing you're watching is no longer triggering <laughs> those receptors, then you're going to swipe the next one, swipe the next one. And I've watched people in airports. It's hilarious. Over the years, I've watched people swipe faster and faster to where I've literally seen people just like this fast, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, you're not, you don't even, you're not even giving have time to watch. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you don't have time to actually watch the video. Yeah, we have like sub yeah. one second decision-making happening. And I'm like, that is insanity. Like I, how is that even possible? But it, it's happening. So I think what it's creating is the, number one, the necessity for more good content, right? Like there's, there's more mm -hmm. need for content than ever because they have to fill all that inventory of people that do swipe fast, <laughs> but also it's opening up uh, what I call off ramps into the deeper content. So you find a piece of content and if you're looking for just a quick, you know, quick hit, then you have that short form. If you're like, Hey, I've got a half an hour to burn. I want to go on a run or what, whatnot, then you're going to look for a piece of content that's around that time. 
And mm -hmm. the short form content acts as a discovery mechanism for your longer form content. So if you see something that, wow, I really want to listen to this, you'll see in the comments many times, it's like, where's the link to this YouTube video? Where's the link yeah. to this podcast? Where's the link to the original source where this clip came from? So I can go deeper on it, right? And I think that's your mm -hmm. opportunity as a content creator to use the short form to ramp on ramp into your long form and gain true listeners. Yeah, with the short form, like, you know, they, they can totally be addicting and I end up, you know, on YouTube and watching their, ver you know, short form videos. And you can then, you know, if you run into something that you like and you want to see either more of that, you can then hit that person's channel, you know, whoever put that video up. And from there, you know, at least on your phone, you can go see the long form videos that they may have posted, plus the other shorts, you know, that they've done. But it is that quick discovery way in there. Now, I've seen with YouTube, the algorithm is really interesting because as you start, so, like, um, I follow the war in Ukraine and stuff. I'm an army vet and everything, and I'm, you know, keeping up on, you know, what's kind of going on and stuff, the progress that they're making, you know, and everything. And as I, you know, I usually go to YouTube for some of my sources as far as what I'm looking at, because they have, you know, people that are, you know, following the day-to-day -day, um, events unfolding. And I'll get, um, as I click a few of those, then I'll start, my feed will start giving even more, you know? Right. And then... Like I say, and it'll intersperse maybe regular videos and stuff, but the, like I say, you start hitting that short form and you hit it again, you really can influence the algorithm because it is, you know, it's tracking which ones actually grab your attention and that you watch and how long you watch, and then you'll start getting more of that. You know, is that pretty much, you know, like I say, how it's going for, you know, from the other platforms, from everything you've seen? Absolutely. And some of them, the newer the platform, the more likely they are to suggest uh, to new listeners, right? So you have LinkedIn, TikTok, <clears throat> a little bit of YouTube, but not much, where if you post a piece of content, it's going to go out to the attention graph and say, who would most benefit from this and find new people. Mm. So it's actually a discovery mechanism where you can be exposed and your content can be exposed to new listeners. Whereas traditionally the more entrenched a platform gets like a Facebook or Instagram, it's only going to show you what you've liked, what you've followed, what you've said, like, Hey, I only want to see this mm -hmm. kind of content because they have an ad platform where they're trying to incentivize, you know, if you really want to get in front of people, you got to pay to do it. And I think that's yeah. where the flip happens, where if you can get in early enough on these platforms and you can become uh, discoverable, then you're going to have a lot of growth happen on your channels. Whereas if you try right now to get onto a, even a YouTube uh, or an Instagram, it's very hard to kind of build that following organically just because the algorithms are not helping you as much as some of the other platforms. Yeah, because, you know, certainly the longer we know, you know, the reach on Facebook and stuff has dropped dramatically. You know, you, a lot of it's pay to play and everything. And yeah, I expect Instagram's, you know, going to go, you know, same direction and whatnot. Whereas TikTok, you can get more play right now. Right. You know, but what's it going to look like in, you know, in the future? And, you know, so I can see where, you know, I say if you're 
kind of late to the game, it's going to take a lot more to get traction and such, you know, depending on your audience and whatnot, you know, who, who is the target that you're going after, you know, and what's the kind of content that you're posting. But, you know, where do you see, like, you know, so which platforms, I guess, with short form are having the most success right now? You know, like we know TikTok is really good. Okay. But how is YouTube doing? How is Instagram doing? Are other platforms really starting to dive into? Are they going to be, you know, looking at it as well? Because, you know, like I say when you see success, people start to copy it. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say LinkedIn right now is wide open. Uh, LinkedIn has early Facebook type of vibes where there's a lot of opportunity right now to get on the platform. I even have heard, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that the, the LinkedIn algorithm actually will penalize you for posting too much. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it just goes to show that they're really trying to optimize the user experience and really put the right kind of content in front of people. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, um, yeah. and so I think that's a great opportunity if, especially if you're more business focused or have any sort of, um, that slant to it. Uh, but remember, I mean, all of the seven top platforms, uh, you know, you want to be on if you can just to find out what the numbers are for you. you. You might find that you have an audience on a certain platform that, uh, is uh, more resonant than another. Right. So, yeah try out the different platforms. I know when uh, threads launched, you know, from meta, from, you know, the Instagram yeah. kind of branched over, there was a lot of initial interest. Um, you know, those are, those are the opportunities where a new platform happens and you jump on it because you're ready you know, you have the content, yeah. you have the process in place, you're ready to jump. Um, and, and so I would keep a lookout for those. And one tip that, uh, helps me that I learned from Gary V is just look at the top 100 apps in the app stores. And if you yeah. start seeing a social media app kind of rising the ranks, then you can be an early, uh, early adopter, adopter of that platform. Yeah. And yeah. by the time it gets mature, you've already built a following. You already have your content on there. And so you're, you're in a good position, mm -hmm. but yeah, if you're starting today, it really depends like you said, on your audience, who you're trying to get and which ones offer that attention, uh, that discovery mechanism, which is why I think, I mean, the discovery part of it is why YouTube is so popular right now for podcasters, because if you post your podcast on Spotify or Apple or, you know, one of the streaming platforms, you better have an audience built in because there's very little organic people that are finding you on those platforms. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just because you post it there doesn't mean everybody's going to come find you and listen to you. But on YouTube, there's an there's an algorithm that you can optimize where they will find your content. And then if they see it on YouTube or, you know, they see a short of it, they might jump over to Spotify to listen to the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a really opportunity. That's a really big opportunity if you are in both places to optimize on that uh, that new listener. Um, but you have yeah. to, yeah, you have to test it out. I don't think anybody can go wrong with flooding all the channels if you can. I know that's yeah, harder if for if you're starting off, but once you get a vertical video, <laughs> you can pretty much post a vertical video everywhere now on any yeah. social media platform. Well, let's talk about how you use those, you know, how we use short form video to build audiences on the platforms too. You know, not just like, okay, so you can build, you know, 
from a podcast side, you know, the number of listens and, you know, subscribers to the podcast, but businesses in general, whether they're running a podcast or not, how are they using short form video on the different platforms to actually build their followings? You know, what's, what are some of the best strategies to be able to get this done? Yeah. So let's go back. So first off, when it started in early, the early, uh, aughts, the early two thousands, there was blogs, right? You had blogs, People would link to different blogs, hyperlinks, friend suggestions. You know, the blog role was popular. People were clicking and saying, oh, yeah, I like this blog. I'm going to read this other blog that's similar. <clears throat> you got into MySpace where it's like, okay, I like MySpace. I got the eight friends that I like, and I'm going to go see them. So so now we, we then we had podcasting boomed in 2006-ish, mm-hmm. and then it had a resurgence. And, and now one of the most popular ways of doing it uh, is the short form social video. And all that really means now is instead of going to a blog and saying, Oh, I like the related content to this. I'm going to click out and read something else. Now you're actually seeing that short form video. You're liking it, engaging with it, commenting on it. But then the, that's training the algorithm to, to show other similar type of content. <clears throat> but the only thing about it, the only real jump off point that narrows down your ability to get somebody off platform is like your bio link. And then some of the, Mm. you know, LinkedIn lets you actually click, you know, a link in the post to go out somewhere else. Um, but it's, it's hard because a lot of the algorithms on these platforms want you to stay engaged on their platform. And so they, they don't let you link out. Right. Uh, right. some Instagram, you know, the, the swipe up kind of link. Um, but you can't even click links in the comments, right? YouTube, you can click links in the comments. So you got to know each platform contextually on how you get people to come to your thing. Yes. And yeah. <clears throat> it's a balance of, I'm going to capture your attention with things that you like. And by the way, I do X, I do this. I can't even say X anymore, right? Because of Twitter. <laughs> I find myself all the time now. I'm like, yeah. do X, Y, or Z. And now I'm going to use like Y yeah. and Z now because X is a thing. Um, yeah. But whatever your thing, whatever your Y, Z is, right? Um, you're going to appeal to that naturally in the social content, but that's not the main reason why you're there. So a lot of times mm-hmm. companies fail because they they try to move from like a blog to a social video and they're just sell, 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 sell. And that's not the, that's not the format. The format is entertainment information, right? Curiosity. It's not, let mm-hmm. me, let me learn about your products. Right. <laughs> so if, yeah, they, right. if they know, like, and trust you from social video, they're going to seek out more. Right. And if, mm-hmm. and if you have a sophisticated enough funnel, it's going to be social video discovery, kind of that's your top funnel, top of funnel all of that's going to trickle down in ways that you can't even really track very well today. So you're going to have a lot of top of funnel interest coming down into the blogs, the podcast, the YouTube videos that you maybe can track a little bit better. And then that's going to track down into the landing pages, the opt-ins, the qualified Mm -hmm. leads, if you will, that you can then follow up with and, and see as sales or leads. And so I think that's where, if you think about SEO from a blog level where you're generating traffic, that's the level where social video fits. 
Yeah, so it's yeah, it's always top of funnel stuff, you know, but you know, you want to be able to build that audience up so, you know, what kind of content then is usually the most shareable content, the stuff that's going to attract the most interest? Yeah, because I mean, a lot of businesses are like, you know, I mean, you know, certain things are going to be pretty boring, you know, if you look at on the surface and such, you know, so what kind of content should companies be considered creating? Like what angles, I guess, could they be using, you know, to be noticed on these different platforms? Because of course, there's so many people because the algorithm will find out more people, but it's like, you know, find more people for you. But they've got to engage. Yeah. If, the, if the content is a dud, yeah, nobody wants to engage with it. You know, it's not going to go anywhere. So, what kind of actual content, you know, could service businesses, you know, or lawyers, or for, you know, like kind of your everyday businesses, be using to actually get noticed and gain traction? Yeah, great question. And I think this is why we're seeing the rise of the influencer. So, there's a lot of people now that are realizing that oh my goodness, I have uh, a whole studio in my pocket with the phone and I can do video and audio and graphics and I can edit video. I can do all these crazy things now. Right. But how do I get people's attention if everyone has that? So think about if you had an entire film crew show up at your house and say, we want to make a movie and you know, let's go. And you're just sitting there like, I don't even know where do I start, right? <clears throat> what you what you eventually get to is what story am I telling? Okay. What personality is going to represent my brand, my company? Are they entertaining? Do they have something to say? Are they funny? Um, and then you have to really narrow down like what opportunities um, can I create or innovate on with my sp particular company. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a paint company and you sell paint and you, it's like, okay, that's pretty boring. You know, I'm not really, I got a bunch of contractors coming in and you know, what, what am I going to do? No, nope. yeah. who, these people are not on TikTok. These people are like, nobody cares. Right. Yeah. But if you think about it, and I, this is a real example. There's a guy that started, you know, he was working for a paint company and he started saying, I'm going to start mixing paints on TikTok, and I'm going to start mixing them live and you're going to see how I mix them. And I'm going to tell you how I mix them and I'm going to name it something crazy. And the mm. personality of that employee that starts doing that is becomes a show. It becomes a thing, right? And so mm. now you have yeah. something completely different than no one else in the industry has, right? You have a unique asset that is basically your own TV show. Yeah. You have your own host of the show your own content. Some of these guys, um, you know, the ASMR phenomena that's happened where people just like to be soothed by hearing just noises of stuff, you know, like, yeah, you know, just like, so, so if your company is, uh, like, uh, has a texture to it, if it's a physical product, um, that could be an avenue, right? You're like unpacking it. You're, you're, you know, you're, they're hearing the sounds of making it or using it or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That alone could be a show, right? And you have a soothing voice, you know, talking over it or something. I mean, it's unlimited now what these folks are doing, but you have to put your producer hat on and you have to say, if I had a full film crew at my disposal, what movie would I create? What TV show would I create? 
yeah. what host would I hire? Right. And, and yeah. a lot of times if, if you as the owner are not that person, you got to go find that person, right? Go find who's going to do it. And it's not just like, you know, some random person. It's like, Hey, you know, do you understand how social video works? Do you understand the short formats? Do you understand how to capture attention, how to do a call to action, how to have a show, how to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to find the right person. I think that's why we are seeing the rise of the influencer because we're, we're realizing that as businesses, we need these kind of personalities to show up on camera yeah. and, and deliver. Right. Huh. That makes sense. I had this like image, you know, cause of the way you were saying, you know, different ideas and whatnot. I had an image of Lego, you know, pop into my head and Lego puts somebody, gives them a set, right. And say, okay, so the video is going to be about building this set, but then they, it's not just building. They take and they film the whole thing while they're building it. And then they speed up the video. So you watch them build what's probably took an hour of filming or something to build a single set and they speed it up. So it's in like five minutes. You know? So everything's like going really quick, you know, which would be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And then you still see this like finished and they could do like kind of set after set for different things. And, yeah, and you don't even know, don't even show them the box. Like you don't know what set is, is that they're actually building until they're done. So you have to watch to the end to see which one it there is. There you go. You know, you go. Yeah, it's, you know, stuff like that. So you think, you know, like, like you mentioned, you put the producer hat on and then it's like, okay, what could you do? A long time ago, I saw this like, um, uh, a plumber commercial or something and they 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 made you know you have plumber crack yeah <laughs> so they they made fun of that and and something like you know um saying that we don't you know have cracks or something like that <laughs> you know it was something along those lines but i could see you taking those kinds of things you know let's say you find that angle and then how much can you play with it you know to be able to to show it off and stuff and make it engaging and then you do build up a following which can help you even if you're a local business build up a brand yeah you know, for yourself and if you're getting you know because people will start to notice it you know and you can then take the video and use it in different things because you could use it for like, you know, I mean, a 30 second commercial, a traditional one could be that, you know, video you created for one of the platforms and you just, you know, took 30 seconds of it. So that's like, that's really interesting. Like you, if you're, if you think about it, there are, most businesses can probably find an angle. They, it's, you can, you need a gimmick, yep. you know, and yep. yeah, but yeah, the other one, I, I had one more pop into my head and it was the used car salesman. But so you take a dealership, a modern dealership, and the guy advertising it looks like he's from 1970 and selling used cars. <laughs> you know, like I can see him in a total like yellow suit, nice. you know, and big ass mustache yeah. and stuff, you know, and, and maybe a, like a yellow cowboy hat yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's going around this modern dealership showing off and saying, we got this car for the oats, <laughs> like going crazy like that. I was like, that would be awesome for like, you know, doing social videos like this because you would really get noticed that dealership i guarantee and with the the advent of you know buying cars online and shipping them you know other places and stuff makes total sense what it would be really cool you take a classic car dealer and then do that yeah yeah because then their lot would actually be the cars of the era and stuff you know like 70s muscle cars i mean they're rebuilders you know, they're all sorts of people doing all oh. crazy stuff i mean look i just <clears throat> this is a little dated but 
I saw this uh, real estate agent who blew up and all he would do, I mean, literally this is like a 10 second clip and he's in his suit and he's, you know, showing these nice homes or whatever. He's trying to get interest in these properties. And so uh, when this dance called the floss or flossing came out, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He just starts mm-hmm. recording himself flossing in front of all these houses, and it's hilarious because <laughs> he's like, you know, just a dude in a suit, like just like normal. Yeah. Now he's doing this new dance, and he just records himself doing flossing in front of all these properties, and people love it. It like went viral, and he's like his popular, you know, real estate agent in that city now. Yeah, no, I could totally see that because you would do it in front of the house. And then, of course, you're selling the house, so you have access to it. So you do it in the living room, then you do it in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, and you just move around the house. So, you know, if you happen to notice, you know, this living room is beautiful, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and this could be yours, you know, if you could take your eyes off the guy for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and you could see, you know, you go in and you, you know, you go ahead and film in that area and you just pop each piece together. So it's just like poof. It's not walk through the house. It's you're here. Now you're here. Now yep. you're here. Yep. You know, and you just keep going through. So let's talk about that. Creating content yeah. like that, you know, like what, you know, what do uh, companies need and stuff? You know, how easy it is, is it nowadays to be able to do this stuff, you know, on your own? Cause we know, yes, you can pull out your phone and stuff, you know, so what are some of your you know, best um, pieces of advice for actually creating this kind of content that you can then use for these short videos? Yeah, so I think there's levels to this, right? The first level is use your phone. And that's, that's where a lot of people uh, get hung up because they're like, I need to buy expensive cameras and lights and good audio, good microphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, I got to get all this stuff. And it's like, hold on, you haven't even validated that you have something exciting. Yeah. So it's like, try it on your phone first, buy a $20 tripod, right? Yeah, right. Buy a $30 ring light at the top of it and put your phone in the middle of it and just stand there and do whatever or sit there on your desk and do it. Um, Or record it if you have more than one person, you know, record your friend or whatever and Mm -hmm. test the concepts out. And I think this is where a lot of people are afraid to fail publicly. And I would include myself in that. It's yeah. very hard to get over the in front of the camera fear, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh. oh, yeah, no. And so we've, we've done a lot of video production and that's a real thing. It's a real thing. And, and I mean, I, you know, I've as a filmmaker being behind the camera and then trying to step in front of the camera, it was a barrier. It's hard. But once you get through that, the next stages is like testing and failing and trying new things until something hits. So if you had the idea that you said, you know, you get out there with the big yellow hat and you're talking junk and you're posting Mm -hmm. it, posting it, posting it, post it at least for a couple months, right? Every day to see if there's any traction. If it's zero traction and you're doing all the posting all the time, you're consistent, you're putting out, putting out the content. It's just not resonating. Switch it up. Just, yeah. Bye bye, yellow hat man. Go to do something else, right? <laughs> and so yeah, right. don't be afraid to try different things. And then if something starts hitting, <clears throat> you got to realize too that, especially with platforms like TikTok, just because something goes viral, it doesn't equate to more fans, followers, sales mm-hmm. initially, right? Because you got to think that one video went viral and it got a lot of likes and everybody watched it. But you got to get them from that to then following you regularly and liking those kind of videos. 
to then figuring out what do you sell and how do I support you? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you have to think about if any one of these videos goes viral, how do I then capitalize on that? Is this the kind of video where I watch the show once and I'm good forever and I never need to come back again? Or is this the kind of video where it's like, I want to see another one of these. Right. So, yeah. so with your producer hat on, think about, is this going to be a show that you're going to watch another episode of? In other words, like you watch the first pilot episode, <laughs> are you going to want to watch it? Mm -hmm. So your first viral video is like your pilot. It's like, Hey, I'm on the map. People like this, but do they like it enough to want to watch it, it again and again? Some people fall in the trap of like, I found something that's cool that one time. It's like America's funniest yeah. home videos. It's like, Mm -hmm. I caught it that one time and it was funny, but like, can I repeat it? Then you can start doing more production, right? Now, you know, you got something. Now you can bring in better cameras, lighting, audio, all the other stuff and kind of bump your production game up a little bit, but prove out your first, you know, attempt uh, before you start going all in on it. Right. And so I think what it looks like is just use your phone. A lot of the newer iPhones and, and Androids have a 4k, setting where you can yeah. change the actual setting to a much bigger video. So you can actually move around and edit and punch in and punch out and do different uh, things with it. So I would just uh, focus on that and uh, find what works first. Hmm. Okay. So let's say, you know, you've put together your content, you've got everything going, you know, out, how do you measure success? You know, like, incrementally like what do you consider you know something to be successful because when we look at some of these videos you know you look at youtube and it's you know this thing's been seen 10 million you know 20 million times or something like what is the definition of success on the different platforms you know because it takes time this is an investment yeah i've got a guy that i deal with and he's you know he launches videos on youtube and stuff their podcast he's been on and you know, he's, he'll get 5,000 views, 6,000 views, like I say. So success can be a little bit different for every, everybody, but what should a proper expectation be? Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the hardest part of the new paradigm of content is that the old school ways of tracking it have been broken. And it's really hard to go into any boardroom now and convince anyone that, this leads to sales because it's, it, there's a lot of what's called dark social. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Let's say you're posting on all the social media regularly. You have something that's hitting, people are liking it, but you haven't yet converted them to any sales. So basically in the boardroom, you're like, hey, we went viral for the first time. The next question is, did we sell anything? No. Okay, yeah. that's a failure. Shut that down. Stop wasting time and money on it. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't convert. But over time, it does. And so what happens is what you're really tracking is true engagement. And But the, the dark social path or funnel of that is usually like, I saw this viral video. I texted it to my friend or my, you know, business partner, mm -hmm. that business partner forwarded the text to somebody else that, you know, posted it on an email, posted it on their social profile, who posted it on LinkedIn to a group of their coworkers who then followed it and then followed that guy. And then a month later, they saw a different video from that same creator, found out that the creator sells a certain product or software that then gets recommended to the head of that company who then buys it 
how do you track that? You can't, it's yeah. impossible yeah. from that initial, right? It's like months later, they mm-hmm. forwarded it. It's all dark. There's no public way to track that. And so what you really are doing is you're just giving yourself more opportunity to be found and you have to be okay with that for a certain uh, amount of time. And what your only metric is that you're looking at is true engagement. And there's, there's several ways to look at that. True engagement is not just views, but comments, likes Mm -hmm. and shares, right? So, so those three, you can kind of triangulate and you can kind of look at the ratios of those, but you know, when you know, I mean, I think that's the hardest part is, if you look at a social profile, you can pretty much know if people are liking it or engaging with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can tell pretty quickly if somebody has a million views and no comments and no shares, right. It's like, okay, what's something's not right here. And so I, I think the, metric and the expectation going in is I'm going to be doing this as a cost of business for a year, right? I'm going to try this and I'm going to keep experimenting until I start to see something convert, but you have to always do the pre and post game tracking too. So it's like, if you have a untrackable thing you're doing, how was it before? Do it for a significant amount of time six, eight months, six, eight months, a year, serious effort. How am I afterward? See if there's a change and work with people that have done it before that know what they're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to just give your phone to somebody that doesn't know what's going on. Try it for a little bit. Oh, it failed, but you have no real plan or strategy. A lot of people do the, 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 halfway, you know, way of doing it where they kind of a little bit, they say, Oh, it didn't work. I failed to shut it down. And they're looking for the next thing when they don't even have basic things. So for instance, there is no call to action. They, they jab, jab, jab forever. And they don't sell, right. They don't try to say, Hey, by the way, this is what I do. Here's how you can contact me, go to this survey, take this quiz you know, go to my landing page to download this, try out my product here, go there. I got right. They never do any sort of call to action. Their profile page doesn't have any link to anywhere. I can't find you anywhere. There's no yeah. easy way to like know what you do. So those are just basic mm-hmm. blocking and tackling things to make it the most easy when you start converting. Uh, and so I, I think the expectation is you're going to have to put in the work up front, knowing that it's not trackable and you're going to have to do some real, um, work on the strategy, thinking about, um, knowing that the top of funnel is going to be tough. Yeah. Okay. This has been great, uh, Jeff, you know, like definitely a lot of, uh, good information because video short form video can be really impactful for people, you know, in their businesses. But like you mentioned right at the end there, you know, you have to be willing to give it a significant time investment to allow it to play out, you know, to see if you actually get traction and, you know, over time you can see if your sales increase and stuff like that, you know, if you're not doing anything else that's significant, you know, even if it's hard to track this specific conversion or whatnot from what you might be doing you know if you do see the increase and you're not doing anything else that's significant you know or you know the other things are trackable you know then 
you know, you're going to see the difference. But if you don't put in the time and the effort, you know, so don't just think of it as a one-off. You know, it's something that's real, real investment. Um, how would you know people, you know, get a hold of you? Check out the Wave platform, you know, because that you know is all all about creating snippets and stuff. Your short-form video for podcasts. So if you're a podcaster, it's a good thing to check out. How where do people need to go? Yeah, so you can go to Wave.co. That's two V's. And we write uh, a newsletter every week. Uh, we have a blog where you can learn a lot that I help write. And um, yeah, try it out. Check it out. Let us know uh, how you like it. And, um, and then I also have a personal uh, website, jeffdolan.com. Okay. Well, it's been great, Jeff. Um, you know, really interesting talk, you know, topic, TikTok and YouTube and the, sh you know, short form videos, they're, they're here to stay and, you know, other platforms, you know, we'll see if LinkedIn adopts it you know, and like, you know, they're, they're working towards it, I think. Um, but hey, this has been great. Um, I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital, and we've been talking short form video. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning into Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.